You're listening to Small Steps for Big Goals, the podcast for the heart-centered, highly sensitive business owner. I'm your host, Kate Carter, mindset coach and business mentor. And after three years of coaching and mentoring clients, what I know to be true is small steps lead to big results. If you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the information out there, and you know you're ready to go deeper to find out what really is going to support you to move your business forward, then come and join us each week as we delve into an aspect of mindset, energy, and strategy which is going to support you in seeing those big results. I am so excited to delve into this with you, so come and join us. Hello and welcome to Small Steps for Big Goals. I hope this week is treating you well. We've had half-term break here, so the kids were off last week um, and it was fun. It was interesting. Routine went completely out of the window. I went home to see my family And we brought my nephew back for a couple of days. Then we went back to take him home, went to a food festival in Evesham, which was beautiful. Um, And the sunshine. I know I keep saying about the sunshine, but it was lovely to have the sunshine. So I hope wherever you are, you have had a lovely, lovely weekend or week wherever this finds you. In today's episode, I really want to talk about something that came up while I was at home, a conversation that I was having with my family. And some of the conversations I've been having with clients as well, so that hopefully this reassures you that you're not alone and that everybody kind of goes through something similar, If even if it's not specifically what we talk about today. So I want to talk about online content and all of the gremlins that this can bring up, because I think especially as highly sensitive people, we can really think deeply about content, about being visible and what that means. And as always, the depth that we can go into can be a beautiful thing. But on the flip side of things, it can also bring up some problems, some issues that may not be supporting you in moving your business forward. So over the weekend, I went home to visit my family. As I said, we went to food festival, which was fantastic. And we got into a conversation about why people sometimes just clam up and sometimes act in a way that goes against what they seem to want out of life. And we were just having this conversation and my sister made a comment and she said something to the effect of, I'm sure Kate can tell us why, which one felt lovely because it felt like just felt like being seen. It felt like that my family was incredibly accepting of me and what I was doing with my life, which is always lovely, even though it's not the be all end end all, it was lovely to have that. And two, it enabled me to feel happy to share what I know to be true about how the brain works and why someone would act in that way. Side note here, it's normally always about self-protection on a subconscious level and moving away from pain. But that was the conversation we were having. And it got me thinking about how the way that we talk in person is different to the way that we talk online. And I want to kind of just delve in a little bit deeper as to why this might be bringing up some gremlins for you in terms of your business and the energy that you have behind showing up online and hopefully shift your perspective in seeing how it can be a beautiful thing and actually how you can have similar conversations to what you have in real life, but we sometimes don't approach it in the same way. So what I see to be so true in in in-person conversations 
is we share our knowledge and we have that instant feedback into how that information is being received. And this is all done on a very subconscious level. So we're not saying to the person in front of us, you know, did you like what I've just shared? It's it's in there, isn't it? It's in the energy that we're having that conversation around. We can tell instantly when we're having a conversation with somebody face-to-face, yes, this is going down well. We can ask questions around it, etc. And that can feel really good for us. Now, there are times, obviously, when we may go away and we may worry about if the person that we're having that conversation with likes us or judged us because of what we were saying. But for the most part, and for most of us, we aren't obsessed over, we're just having that conversation, we get that feedback, we move on. However, when we switch that onto online, remember we don't have that instant feedback. We're missing that in-person feedback loop that we get when we're having a conversation. And if you're a highly sensitive person, when you start posting content online for the first time, it can feel really strange. Because you're posting that knowledge out there. You're posting things that feel really important to you for the most part. And you're not getting that feedback as to whether it's being received. And again, because this all happens on a subconscious level, we're not aware of why that might be the case when we're posting online. And so the things that we grasp onto, because we're not getting that energy feedback, the things that we really grasp onto on online content are things like likes, follows, those sort of things. And that can really lead us down a bit of a rabbit hole in terms of self-doubt, feeling rubbish about things, starting to wonder whether we're actually any good at what we're doing, whether we're doing the right thing, etc. So I kind of just want to talk into this a little bit more detail. So If you're HSP, if you're highly sensitive, you're going to be thinking deeply. That is one of the characteristics that we have. We're going to be processing things in more detail. And as I said, we don't have that in-person immediate feedback. And if you are HSP, you probably are doing that in-person immediate feedback all of the time without realizing because you're highly sensitive, you're you're going to be able to pick up on what other people are taking away from your conversation. You're going to be able to pick up on whether it's being well-received or not. Just things that we take for granted that we can appreciate in an in-person conversation suddenly isn't there when we're doing the online content. And so for HSBs, it's quite normal for us to get really obsessed with those external validation, with that external validation, and also with those statistics, like the likes and follows, because that's the feedback that we know we're missing but we may not have known we were missing on a conscious level, if that makes sense. So we know something's missing. We're not quite sure what it is. And so we're looking for the likes and follows. And like, oh, and if it's good, then it's great. And if it's not, then we're like, oh, what are we doing wrong, etc. So I always, from personal experience and from working with clients, I always tend to move away from that. I'm like, let's not look at the likes and follows too much because we're not influencers. We're not trying to get more followers. We are trying to run a business. And yes, there is an argument. I'm sure you've heard that more followers equals more clients to a certain degree. But I also know the opposite to be true. I know so many people who have, you know, not a huge reach on Instagram or Facebook, but have a booming business. So it's not necessarily about the follows and the likes, but I know that it can get really addictive to look at that and to judge ourselves on that 
as to whether we're good at what we're doing or not. And so what I really want to go into detail here is different things that you can do to shift your perspective and also to see things differently. So this isn't necessarily about messaging. It is just about the process of posting content. It's about the process of being social, but in a different way. Um, Because remember, social media is relatively new and has become a huge part of our lives, but nobody really told us how to use it. And it is called social media for a reason, because it should be about being social. And you can actually have some amazing conversations and some amazing connections if you have an openness to it, if you're willing to see things in a different way. And one of the biggest aha moments for me was realizing that I had that need to get the immediate feedback that I was so used to getting in person in conversations because I was highly sensitive, because I was able to pick up on those things from people and then suddenly going to online and not having that, but also not realizing that I had that in the first place, if that makes sense, because it was so underneath the surface. And so because I didn't have that when I went on to online, I became really obsessed with the likes and follows. And that then, if it wasn't going well, led me down well, that means I'm not good enough. That means I can't do this. That means I'm I'm missing something. Or maybe I need to be doing it like coach so-and-so over here who's doing it this way. Maybe I need to be doing more reels. Maybe I need to be doing more dancing. All of these things, which is a you know a completely normal response. But it took me away from who I was as a person, who I was as a coach. And it led me down a way that really wasn't who I was at all. And I'm hoping that you kind of resonate with this um, and little bits from it. And you can use some of the things that we're going to talk about now, the small shifts to help you to change things around. So the first thing that I think is so important, and it is is mindset, but it also is strategy, is talking about the things that you are excited to talk about. And this, I mean, in itself is a huge kind of shift because even though it's called small shifts, it's still quite a huge, huge shift in the fact that, yes, talking about things that you're excited about is a relatively small tweak, but it is jam-packed with a lot of mindset around that. And what I mean by this is there is a lot of people out there talking about different things. And as I said before, it gets it is so easy to get drawn into other people's accounts other people's way of doing things and think that you have to do it that way as well and again this may not be how you know happening on a conscious level it may be very subconscious where you are thinking oh I have to write like this I have to include these types of things and the more that I do this work and the more I support my clients with it you know some of my most successful clients do not follow what most people do online that sort of really explicit work with me this is how I can help you I can get you x amount of money etc that very tangible but very explicit kind of marketing doesn't work for a lot of my clients because their audience isn't that way minded most of my audience is HSP most of my clients are HSP so it doesn't really work and so one of the things that we work on is right well what do you get really excited about? What do you really want to talk about? What is it that you can share that enables you to enjoy being on social media? Because that is important. Yes, you're not going to love every part of it. 
scheduling isn't the most fun, but you can outsource quite a few bits later on. But actually working out what you're really excited to talk about can be really enlightening. And one of the things that goes alongside this is boundaries around social media, boundaries around what you're creating and curating and what you're consuming so that you're ensuring that you are not being drawn in to other people's way of talking, that you are enabling your own voice to come out. One of the things that I always used to do, and I still do it now, especially if I have time, is I find grounding myself before I write my content great, a great way to start. So I make sure that I don't have social media, I haven't so watched or seen any kind of social media that day. And then I do a little bit of meditation and then I write my content. So I ensure that I'm coming at it from a kind of fresh perspective. It is me that's talking. I've not been um, I've not been watching, reading, looking at other social media. And that isn't coming through my content, if that makes sense. So it's very fresh. It's very me. And I think that's that works for me. You might find something completely different. But I know from my point of view, if I... If I came to write content after I'd been looking on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever it was, I would subliminally or subconsciously be bringing some of that into my content. And it wouldn't be a on purpose thing. It wouldn't be something I was consciously aware of, but it would be there. And so I like to make sure that I'm fresh, I'm grounded, I'm talking about what I want to be talking about, and I'm excited to talk about it. So that is one of the things I think is so important. There has to be some kind of buy-in, some kind of enjoyment around social media. And again, there are certain things that you can do to support yourself. You can outsource things, but there has to be something where you don't mind turning up time and time again for that. Because if there isn't enjoyment in social media, and you don't have to use social media, you can do in-person networking, you can do blogs. There's so many different other ways that you can market your business. So if you don't like social media, you don't have to use it. I work with quite a few clients who don't use social media that I didn't meet through Instagram who found me in different ways. And that's okay. So really just finding something that you enjoy. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you probably do go on social media, but ensuring that you are talking about something you enjoy and something that you are excited about and really bringing that into your content so that people pick up on that. The next one is, like I said, creating boundaries around social media. So making sure that you're coming at things fresh from your perspective, not based on somebody else's work or somebody else's ideas, not because they aren't great, but because you want to be true to who you are and use your own voice. And then sometimes we get obsessed with checking in, like, oh, how many likes has that got? How many follows have I got? And again, really kind of getting to a neutral perspective. If that means creating some boundaries around social media to support you doing that, then do that. If it means, I mean, I know I've got something on my phone that allows me to, it gives me an hour and then it checks me off the app. Um, That's for a day. So if you want to do things like that, absolutely. Or you can have a very kind of business mindset around social media. I'm going to go on for 10 minutes, I'm coming off and I'm going to do something completely different. So you're not obsessed with checking in. And remember that social media is created to keep you on there as long as possible. So it's very, very easy to fall into that or just check because it gives you that dopamine hit, which means you want to go and do it again. It's all created with that in mind. So we have to be stronger than that. And we have to go, right, okay, 10 minutes on and then I'm off. So if that supports you, do it. 
especially if you're finding yourself becoming obsessed with the likes and the numbers. The next thing is looking at it as a journey and not getting obsessed with each individual post. So I've seen myself and I've seen clients where we get really obsessed about why one particular post got 20 odd likes, but another post only got three. And yes, there is absolutely some reflection that we can do around that, but from a neutral perspective, not from a, well, what makes this post amazing and why am I so rubbish in this post? We want to do it from a neutral perspective. And sometimes that happens, you know, further down the line. So every couple of weeks, looking and reflecting rather than getting caught up on each individual post and thinking, well, that means that I'm rubbish or I'm good or I'm not, or I'm doubting myself, etc. So looking at it as a journey and thinking of your client journey, what is it that overall is being said? What are the values overall that are coming through? What are the messages and the philosophies that you're sharing with your people overall? The things that are coming out time and time again, that's great information to know. But focusing on each individual post from a likes and numbers perspective isn't going to support you moving your business forward. All it does is make you feel rubbish, like you're doing something wrong, like you're missing something. So again, zoom out, look at it as a journey, not get focused or obsessed with each individual post and the data that goes with that individual post. The fourth thing is having affirmations around when you post. Now, I love affirmations, but I do feel they have to be specific to you. So I've, I remember a couple of years ago, I wrote, I think, a whole week's worth of posts about if you're going to say something like an affirmation over and over again, but you don't actually believe it, it's not going to do anything for you at all. But if you can find affirmations that are somehow connected to you, that mean something to you that you can grasp on subconsciously and consciously, that is going to support you in flipping the script from an inner dialogue perspective. So if you are constantly telling yourself when you're posting on social media, I'm not sure I'm doing this right. I don't think I've got this. This is going to be rubbish, etc. Any of those sort of thoughts, then how can you bring yourself either to neutral perspective or thinking about from a positive place. One of the ones that's always worked for me is the people who need to see this will see this. And that felt really good for me because I'm not saying, oh my God, my posts are going to be amazing and reach millions of people because that in itself sounds like a positive thing, but as we've discussed previously, can really get us down a rabbit hole. But for me, just saying that enables me to feel so much better. And I was saying to a client recently, when I first started my business, I was obsessed with how many likes did that get, etc. Um, and now I couldn't tell you how many likes my posts have because I'm not focused on that particular metric at all. So affirmations when you post can really support if that's something that you enjoy doing. It's something to investigate and explore. It's a lovely way of kind of flipping the story when you're posting. And it can be anything from, like I said, my one of people who need to see this post are going to see it to this is happening, this is working, this is happening just as it should, everything is working as it should. Any of those that as you're posting enables you to feel good about what you're doing and there being an actual reason for you doing it rather than you just doing it because somebody's told you to do it. Which brings me on to ensuring that you have a 
strategy in place for content. And this may be looking at how many times you want to post rather than just posting because this fits back to the first thing we were talking about, making sure that it's something you really enjoy. If that's only three times a week, then do three times a week. If that's more, then do more. But make sure that what you're sharing has value to you and to your people and that you're excited about it so that people can benefit from what you're sharing. And the last thing is if you're going to focus on anything, and this is after years of not focusing on the right things in my business and seeing the same sort of things in clients, focus on the conversations, focus on the social element, don't focus on the numbers, don't focus on the followers, really do focus on the conversations that you're generating. And if you're not generating conversations or there aren't conversations to have, that's a tweak you can make in your messaging. I'm not obviously talking too much about messaging today, but you can use that as a call to action at the end to generate those conversations. So you're actually having those, whether that be through the actual post itself or whether that be through DMs or messages or emails, but that you're actually generating those conversations because that is where the magic happens. So one of the last questions I'm going to leave you with today is how can you focus on the conversations? How can you generate more conversations from your content and use that as your guide rather than the likes and the follows? So I hope this has been super useful and I hope it's kind of click to things, few things into place for you. I'm really hoping that you can see how it's so normal to get caught up in this and how actually you have the control to see things differently and to shift things in a way that's really going to enable you to enjoy social media, but also in a way that's going to help you to use this wonderful, because it is a wonderful medium that we have here, how it can actually help you to move your business forward. Okay. And if you're thinking as you're listening, I'm really stuck with this. I really do get caught up in the numbers. I really do get caught up in the metrics and I do end up feeling rubbish as a result. Then I would love, love, love to work with you. I would love to speak to you, see how we could support you in that. I do have, we've got the SSS membership. So that's strategy, sales and success for the sensitive entrepreneur. That is a monthly membership. So that is £30 a month and you get one-to-one coaching in a small group and you also get one piece of content reviewed by me each month. So that is a wonderful container there if you feel that you would like to sort of tip you, if you would like to dip your toe in, can't even speak, if you would like to dip your toe in and find out what it would be like to work together. I've also obviously got my one-to-one packages. We've got 16 sessions and 24 sessions. And if you're interested in how that would look, then I would love for you to reach out and ask. There's a link in the show notes for you to do so. I will be back next week with some small shifts and some small steps for those big goals. Have a lovely, beautiful week and speak to you soon. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this week's podcast with me, Kate Carter. I appreciate you so much. If you enjoyed this show, then please leave a review. Every month, I will pick a winner for a free 50-minute coaching session with me. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from listening to this podcast, then please share and help me reach more new entrepreneurs who could benefit from learning their own small steps to take.